Appalachian mountains, they say that an act of evil shall never go unpunished. There they tell of a creature who shall come from nowhere, born from the blood of the innocent, to hunt the guilty, and they call it Pumpkinhead. They are strangers here, and what began as harmless fun ended in tragedy. Now the spell has been cast. The terror is loose. The horror is here. Pumpkinhead. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Ah, yes, a horror classic. Who could forget the impact this movie had on the masses back in the 80s when it was first released? Why, I was almost the exact same age as Newt when this movie came out. Plus, you had the Space Marines and the badass skill of Ripley. I mean, it's just an all-around classic. What's that? Oh, really? Oh, shit. Uh, um... Hang on. Hi again. Um... Yeah, I was just informed we're not talking about that movie tonight. We're talking about Pumpkinhead. And it still has Lance Henriksen in it. He's just not playing Bishop. So, you know, you make do with what you got. Still a good movie. But anyway, let's get on with the show. And now your dolls of horror, Summer and Tori. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Tori. And tonight, for our next installment of our summer series, we are going to be talking about 1988's Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. So, I've always loved this movie. I don't even know why I love this movie. It's kind of like with you, Tori, with your Hills Have Eyes moment, mm-hmm. where I'm watching this movie going, why do I like this movie? Right. I uh, I can't pick a fashion moment. I can't pick an epic line. Uh, I why oh, do wow. I even like this movie? And yeah, I, I struggled. <laughs> I was on the struggle bus on this one. But I realized I love this movie so much because I love the look of the creature. Yeah, and the it's poem. Very, yeah, it's a very great creature. Yeah, it's an awesome creature, and mm-hmm. I love the poem <laughs> that goes along with it. And fun fact. The poem came before the movie. They made the movie after the poem. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting that this wasn't that just a movie they made. Someone wrote a poem about Pumpkinhead. And but, okay. I texted you the whole thing of it, even though they only mentioned about four lines of it in the movie. So here's the thing, though, since you brought up the creature. Mm-hmm. Its head doesn't even look like a pumpkin. No, it doesn't. But you know why it's called Pumpkinhead, yeah? No. Well, did you notice that when he was digging him up, he was in a pumpkin patch? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so there's, I mean, it was really dark, of course. The movie is mostly at night. Yeah. So it was very, very dark. And, yeah, there's pumpkins and vines and stuff all around the grave. Okay. Okay. That's why he's called Pumpkinhead, not because he actually looks like a pumpkin. Though having, right, though having that whole Return to Oz pumpkin head situation would probably be pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Right? 
they could have they could have they could have done something pretty cool with it. Yeah. Yes, but no, I really love the look of the creature, and I think that's why I like this movie so much. Yeah. Among other things, but yeah. When did you first see this movie? Actually, I don't think it was until about maybe 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. That's when I first saw it. And you've only seen part one, correct? No, part two does sound familiar. I think okay. I've seen it. I think I've seen it. I just don't really remember it. But you have not seen part three or four? Mm-mm, for sure. I definitely but don't think so. Those were directed to TV uh, movies. Mm. Where is the original Pumpkinhead got a theatrical release and part two only went straight to video. Mm. So they just kept going down and down and down. Yeah. <laughs> Parts three and four were direct to TV. I think it was for sci-fi, actually. I think they were in charge of making those. So, yeah. If you guys have not seen Pumpkinhead, because this is kind of a little bit of an obscure one. Not everyone has seen it. Pumpkinhead's not as big as your Jasons or your Freddies and stuff, even though I consider him quite iconic. <clears throat> the basic synopsis of this one is, after a tragic accident, a man conjures up Pumpkinhead, a vengeful demon, to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. And it basically has one huge star in it, which is Lance Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Of course, we both met Lance on I met him twice at two different conventions. What about you? I've met him twice as well. I think. Was it both at Flashback? Mine was both at Flashback. I think mine was too. No, you know what? It, no. No, it couldn't have been because he was only at the Flashback I met you at in 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he was at last year's where you were not. Hmm. I so know he was somewhere else. It must have been. Well, he does a lot of conventions. Yeah. It's his thing yeah. now. But yes, I um I met him last year, and he's so nice, isn't he? So nice. Yes, he is. He's so great. The first time wa- for me was, like I said, flashback 2017, and I was hanging out a lot with Felissa, and he had the table next to hers. Oh. And they were joking and goofing, and I took some funny pictures and videos of them and stuff, which I've never posted or anything because I didn't want to invade Lance's privacy. Mm-hmm. Even though she, you know, she would say it's okay, but he was also in the video, so I didn't never post it or anything like that because they were really funny. And so I got to see him a lot there and see how he interacted with people, and he's just so nice to everybody. He's wonderful. And I actually got to spend time with him here and there, this last flashback, where first we got our aliens photo op with him, Henry and I. Mm -hmm. And we actually decided to opt to wear the screen-used costumes for that photo. Yeah, it was really fun. Henry, this was mainly for Henry, this photo op. It was a last minute decision. The more he thought about it, the more he wanted it. He's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, okay. So I went out, paid cash real quick, and we got back in line. And because the photo op was happening right now. Mm-hmm. That's how much of a last minute decision this was for him. 
And so I paid real quick and got our ticket and we got back in line. And then he's looking at the costumes and he's like, I kind of want to. I said, well, let's do it. He's like, no. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Right. I was like, there's screen used costumes. And so we put on our costumes and Henry was wearing this big drapey costume because he's the big guy. And I just wore the vest because I'm littler. And even then it was just swimming on me. And we walk around the corner to see Lance because he can't see who's walking up. And he sees Henry, this big, huge, burly guy (laughs) coming at him in this costume. And he's like, oh, my. (laughs) He took a step back. He's like, oh, my. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really, really cute and really, really funny. And then at the VIP party. We hung out with him some, and he was drinking a glass of white wine, and he's like, come here, come here, let me take a picture with you, and then he's like, look, look, he was very excited, he held his glass of wine out in front of him, he goes, this glass is gonna look huge, (laughs) it was so cute, yeah, it was really funny, and then of course the time we hung out at the bar on the last night, he was there the whole night with Robert, so that was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fun Lance stories you want to share? Um, not really. We, I met him at Flashback 2017. I got two different pumpkin head signatures. Awesome. And, yeah, and then I got a selfie with him. And then I got an alien signature for my dad. So, but yeah, he was really nice. Um, The only thing that really stood out to me was um, I was outside um, maybe Sunday morning. It was one of the mornings. I can't remember if it was Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I was outside and he came out to have a smoke break and had a little conversation with me while he was out there smoking. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice because that's one of the reasons I love going to conventions. Mm-hmm. Because you really just get to kind of chill out and hang out and they're just normal people they're just regular people you know yeah and if they're nice and they like being there and they like what they're doing Mm -hmm. they're going to talk to you Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. are some stories i've heard about some people which i'm not going to mention because i've no i have not personally had a negative Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. where some celebrities they they say they won't even talk to you they're hanging out at the bar but they won't even like say hello not you're not even asking for a picture. You just want to say hi, and then they mm-hmm. won't talk to you. Now I understand that's that's their time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I mean, don't hang out in the public amongst people who you know are rabbit fans at a convention. At a convention, if you don't want to at least give them a hello or a handshake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I mean, I understand that they want personal time, but you are at a convention. Yes. You are here for this purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, right. yeah, you want, yeah, you want to be able to sit at the bar and have a drink, but this is not the bar or the time. Right. You could leave the convention grounds and go to yeah. the bar yeah. across the street. Yeah. And no one's going to know who you are probably. Yeah. 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 Or at least not every single person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. at a convention, everyone's going to know yeah, who you are. Yeah, everyone's going to know exactly who you are. Because half of them are there for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funny. In 2017, I don't even remember his name. That's how horrible it is. The guy from Boondock Saints. I don't know his name. Yeah. Uh, was it Sean Patrick Flannery? Yes. I think. Yes. In 2017, it was Thursday. It was a Thursday. And we were sitting at the bar having a drink. 
I noticed three people come up to this guy and get an autograph. And I'm like, I have no clue who that is. But right. but since people are getting autographs, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to go talk to him. Apparently he's famous. And so right. I went and talked to him for a minute and got a selfie. And then later that weekend, I learned who he was. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, sometimes, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I would never ask somebody, like, for an autograph or a picture, like, at the bar, I don't think, because they're there to make money and this is their business. And I would feel, yeah. like, I'm feel bad about that. Right. Um, when I know that everyone else is paying money for this. Right. And they're probably thinking in their head, I've spent eight hours doing this already. Yeah. And you don't want to pay for it either. So, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. But you could at least say hello to somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So, and there are people that will take selfies with you at the bar. Like, I know Robert England does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I would. I didn't. I wouldn't ask for for that just because this is a business, and I know this is a business. Yeah. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah, but no, Lance is always so so kind, and I watched. I've watched him interact with everybody, and I've never seen him brush anyone off. He gives everyone lots of time, and he's just very very sweet yeah. to people. So I really appreciate that about him. Yeah. Okay, so this movie was directed by Stan Winston. And this guy also produced one of the Hellraiser movies, the one titled Debtor. Okay. I think it's like part five, I think. And also, Wrong Turn. Oh, wow. Right? I didn't know that. Yes. This is why I thought of this movie when I was doing my Wrong Turn research. And I was like, hey... What about this? It seemed pretty hot and and gross outside, <laughs> like a summertime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The story is by Mark Patrick Carducci and Stan Winston. And the screenplay was written by Gary Gioni and, again, Mark Patrick Carducci. The poem I was talking about is mm-hmm. written by Ed Justin. I tried to do my research on this poem. Like, I was able to find the full poem. It's something like 20 lines or so. And I was trying to find, like, an original published date, but I couldn't find anything else about it. So the only thing I know about the original Pumpkinhead poem is it came out before the movie. So the poem is the song, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the movies, they only mention the last four lines. Okay. The bolted doors and windows barred. Uh, guard dogs prowling in the yard won't protect you in your bed nothing will from pumpkin head that's really the only thing they mention and that's only the last four lines okay there's about 15 other lines that come before that so yeah yeah i thought that was pretty fun i love when the movie has a deeper mythology to it yes so that's pretty neat favorite kill Fatality. I don't know. Right? I had trouble. I, I'm so, yes, I'm having such a hard time. Like, I had a hard time like you did, but I didn't expect you to have a hard time. I had a hard time. Like I said, wow. why do I like this movie? But, mm-hmm. 
Okay. I um, I have an honorable mention. And then I have my favorite kill. Okay. okay. My honorable mention is... I think the character's name is Kim. She's the one that was with the guy who hit the kid, who was freaking mm-hmm. out. And, okay. you know, just she was the prima donna one. She's really pretty, looked like a model. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other ones looked more rugged, like they belonged out there. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her kill because she got dragged by her head to the top of a tree. Yes. And then I'm like a big tree, like a sequoia, not a little tree you see in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So a very tall tree and then dropped on a rock. Mm-hmm. Where she basically broke her back. Oh, yeah. So she's dragged up by her head. Pumpkinhead grabs her from the top of the head and pulls her straight up. Mm-hmm. She's squirming up there and thrashing. And I don't know if I'm actually that high up. I don't know how much I'd be thrashing. I might be like, yeah, let me go. But also, don't let me go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I don't know what's worse, afraid of falling or afraid of staying. Mm -hmm. So I liked that kill. And that was the first kill I wrote down. But I think my favorite kill is going to be Ed Harley slash Pumpkinhead because it's a twofer. Okay. So I like that because you got two for the price of one. If you guys don't know, when Ed decides to conjure up Pumpkinhead, this is basically his doing. So Pumpkinhead starts to kill and Ed is having visions of each person that Pumpkinhead kills. And as the time goes on, he actually, the Pumpkinhead actually starts to take on physical mannerisms of Ed, like his facial features. Mm-hmm. So they changed the head cast a little bit, making this to make it look more like Lance Hendrickson. Okay. So they eventually become the same person, spiritually. And um. so when Ed dies, Pumpkinhead dies in the exact same manner. So if someone shoots Ed, Pumpkinhead gets shot also. Okay. So I liked that. What about you? Nice. For my kill, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really pick one. Wow. Yeah, I did. I just there's not. There's not. I mean, I don't want to say there's not a very many kills because a lot of them get killed. A couple of them, but I just. I don't. I mean, they didn't stand out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them stood out to me. I think this is a first. I don't think you've ever been without a favorite kill. <laughs> it's just, there wasn't very many. And I was really stumped. Yours is a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I struggled. I think I just watched it three times before I picked one. Wow. Of course, yeah. when I'm watching stuff, I'm never paying full attention to it, so... Mm-hmm. That probably has something to do with it. If I was watching yeah. it with full attention the first time, I probably could have yeah. figured it out quicker. But it wasn't until the third watching, the third and final watching, where I said, okay, I like this one. And the two first kind of fun. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what about the creativity on these? How do you feel about that? 
I don't want to say that I like the creativity of the kills themselves. I like the creativity of why he's killing. Yes. The revenge story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that he's only summoned to kill. Exactly. For a reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I agree. There, I mean... I don't didn't really have anything to say about their creativity either, mm-hmm. but I loved the the whole melding of the souls type situation. Okay, and mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, to be fair, the old witch lady told him he he didn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't really want to do this, and he's like, "No, I do." And so when he did it. And he realized what he did. He comes back and he's like, it's wrong. And she's like, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yep. Can't help you. I told you so. Yep. Okay. um, Let's go next with prop. What do you got? Did you pick a prop? Yeah. You did? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. <laughs> what on earth could you possibly pick as a prop out of this movie? Okay, I picked the necklace that little Billy gives Ed. Okay, that could have been a fashion moment, but okay. I, I have a different fashion moment that I decided on. Okay. But I would like, because I would, didn't want to take my fashion moment home with me. But I wouldn't mind having that displayed on my shelf. Okay. And that would be a good conversation starter. Oh, what's that? Oh, well, this. Have you seen Pumpkinhead? Mm-hmm. No, you haven't? Oh, well. Because <laughs> right? that's honestly how this conversation goes a lot when I tell people something like, have you seen Pumpkinhead? No. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pick that, that necklace. And also I love how they brought that necklace back at the end to tell you that Ed is now the body being buried and he will be the next one summoned up. Yeah. So that was a a key piece of the movie. It just wasn't just a throwaway moment. Okay. So that's that's my prop. Well, um, you really kind of uh dug I'm deep kidding. and now I feel like a failure. <laughs> total failure, bitch. I'm a total failure. <laughs> no prop for you either? The what was there? You want me to choose the 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 dirt? You want me to choose the dog? How about the I Corvette? I, well, yeah, but that's a pretty big prop. I love that Corvette. I'm a Corvette. You chose a house once. That is true. <laughs> I will take that Corvette then because I love the I love that. So everybody, I'm a Corvette girl. The older, yeah. Older. Don't I give swear. me the new shit. Don't give me the no. new shit. I'll trade it out for old shit. It's true. I want the old shit. Yeah, that was an '86. Mm-hmm. That's so, what I want. It was pretty new at the time, and I really love the body of the 86. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that's what you were going to pick. I'm surprised you didn't think of it, because, I mean, you picked a house once, and I think you picked a car before, too. Did I? Yes, I wow. think so. I can't remember which one, but I swear I thought you picked a car. That's amazing. It is amazing. Did I actually pick the house as a prop, though? Like, really? It was a prop? 
Yeah, you wanted it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it was for, what was it? You're next, I think. And you picked it because you wanted it. You didn't care. <laughs> I said, you can't pick the house for a prop. She goes, I don't care. I want it. <laughs> okay. Well, then I want the vet then. Yeah. I will have to listen to your next again just to make sure I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty sure you picked that and I was telling you, well, you can't have it yeah. because it's a landmark home and you can't have it. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's go into the fashion moment since we've already started kind of talking about that. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. That was kind of easy for me. Okay, I can't wait. I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours. No, I want to hear yours. <laughs> you haven't had nothing for the last three times. <laughs> okay. My fashion moment is Joel's girlfriend. Well, I don't know what you said her name was. Um, Kim. Her whole entire outfit, I don't like it. She did not. It doesn't go together. Okay. Uh-huh. Her outfit, I was looking at it, I was like, what? why? Why are you wearing, no. But what I did like was the white crop top and the suspenders. Yeah. 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 She was yeah. wearing a white a white crop top wife beater, which is what they were called, a white, but it was crop top. Right. And oh, it was super was wearing, cute. And then she was wearing tan suspenders. And I was like, I've been talking about buying suspenders. Mm -hmm. And that was really... a very late 80s fashion moment. Like, mm -hmm. I saw that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, I like it. And I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day about how I wanted to buy some suspenders. Because <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. I have a, um, a rom romper. Is that what they call them nowadays? Yeah. Uh, I have a, a suspender pantsuit thing and I'm too fat for it but I swear when I lose weight I'm gonna bust it out so it's gonna happen um my fashion moment I, I think I think uh, the name was Maggie it was the girl that uh was in shock basically okay and the really religious one remember mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh her her outfit, especially the jeans with her denim vest, because really, yes, because I love a double denim. I love a Canadian tuxedo. Sorry, oh I love God. that. I do, oh I God, do, no. I do, I do. Always have. So I love a double denim. So my fashion moment is Maggie's Canadian tuxedo. Wow. <laughs> Shall we talk some uh, special effects? Yeah, I thought they were good, especially for the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were pretty good. What did you think about the creature? I loved it. Wasn't it great? That was going to be my, my, my take home, my prop. I was thinking about prop or whatever or um, memorabilia mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, something like that. I want a pumpkin head life-size big old statue. Wow. That's going to be life really size. large. Because pumpkin head's pretty big. Yes. But, like you know, 10 feet but, tall at least. But, yeah. Yeah, not 10 feet, but maybe like a five, like six foot. Okay. Pumpkin head. So you want the full body, not just like the head. Not like... Yeah, I want the full body. Okay. Uh -huh. 
You know, I almost picked that also as a prop, like maybe just the head portion of it, just to put on the case. Mm -hmm. But again, I really liked the symbolism of the necklace. Mm -hmm. So the creature makeup effects were by the person that played uh, Pumpkinhead. His name is Tom Woodruff Ooh. Jr. And he has essentially made a career out of playing monsters in these types of movies. And that we'll talk more so about crazy. Yeah. And we will talk more about him when we get to the acting portion. But the other the creature effects were also done by Howard Berger. And we have talked about him before. He also did effects for Dr. Giggles, Child's Play, Predator. Aliens, Troll, mm -hmm. Ghoulies, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, Army of Darkness, Jason Goes to Hell, Ginger Snaps, and Cabin Fever, among many well, others. Okay. So, yeah, pretty, pretty big deal in the effects world. And I thought it was very, very cool that the person in the suit actually had a hand in creating the creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, isn't that great? Yes. Love it. Also, where did I write it down at? I have a, I subscribe to a magazine, guys. It's kind of like Fangoria for the New Age. It's called Scream Magazine. It's from the UK, so it's an import. And their issue last two months ago, I think was a pumpkin head issue. So I read the pumpkin head article in preparation for this episode as well. The pumpkin head bodysuit was made from a prosthetic foam and rubber. And Woodruff was actually glued into the suit to wow. prevent it from shifting, but also not only to prevent shifting, but to prevent like wear and tear from shifting. So he was glued into the suit for wow. eight hours at a time. And to give the creature the height it needed, because obviously this actor is not 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. He wore mechanical leg extensions and wow. a harness that enabled him to walk. Wow. So he's wearing stilts, essentially. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. And walking around in this suit and not falling over and breaking his neck. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's awesome. Yeah. Now, the head features, they were animatronic. And they were controlled by remote control, kind of like how Chucky was. Okay. And it's my understanding that somebody was wearing... I don't know if you've ever seen the behind the scenes on how they made Chucky, but somebody was wearing a helmet essentially. And when he opened the jaw or moved his eyebrows and stuff, the, the features on the doll would move and stuff like that. And then the mm -hmm. lips and stuff were controlled by another remote control okay. uh, person. So that's how the head was was moved and contorted in this. And I thought that was very, very cool as well. Okay. Because, you know, I love all that behind-the-scenes stuff. But it makes perfect sense that the person who did Child's Play 
effects would have a hand in this as well. And of course, we all know Kevin Yeager created the Child's Play doll, but Howard Berger helped. Uh-huh. Right. How about cinematography? I liked it. Mm-hmm. They had some pretty good shots in there. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked how they did the whole Ed seeing what Pumpkinhead is doing. I really liked the oak the beginning where he went from a boy to uh-huh. being Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Because they zoomed in on the boy's face uh-huh. and then they kind of overlaid it on Lance's face. Yeah. So they wanted to convey that Lance was that little boy. Yeah. They wanted to convey that message. And I think they did a good job getting that oh, message yeah. across. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up on my first few watches back, way back. But mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I obviously wasn't paying attention. Or maybe yeah. I just wasn't even watching that part. You know how you like to put a movie on and then get your snackity snack and get mm-hmm. yourself situated? I don't yeah. know why I, I never put that together until many years later. Right. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed that too, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I also like the motorcycle sequences and how they filmed that motocross yeah. type situation. Yeah. My my dad did like motocross as well. So oh, looking at yeah, looking at those bikes, it brought me back to my childhood and watching him work on his his bikes. And he had many bikes in the garage growing up. And I grew up essentially on the back of a motorcycle until right. I got older and was too afraid to get on one. <laughs> right yeah that's what i'm saying i'm too afraid yes but i grew up on the back one and i thought it was so much fun i was i mean we didn't go like like on the hills like that and stuff we didn't do jumps but mm-hmm. we'd just go cruising we'd go across town we'd go to the mountains or whatever before i turned into a girly girl and i mm-hmm. use the term girly girl loosely because i hate doing my hair and makeup but i really don't like doing tomboyish things anymore either so i'm kind of in that in between stage of girly girl and dude mm-hmm. there's a comedian i like her name's elvira kurt and she says that she falls into the category of femma girly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah now the cinematographer for this one mm-hmm. bohan bazelli he is big in musicals he okay. did the musicals Burlesque, Rock of Ages, and 2007's Hairspray. Oh, wow. He also did some other horror films. He did Boxing Helena. He did the 1993 version of Body Snatchers and The Ring. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about we talk some actors in this one? We have an epic line. Okay, you want to do some epic line? Yeah. Let's do some epic line. I'll let you go first. Okay. My epic line is at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're having the conversation because somebody's at the door. And yeah. Yeah. He's like, let me in. Help me. Help me. Yeah. Let me in. And yeah. the wife and the wife is like, we have to do something. And then the Lance's dad, you know, Lance was a little boy. Lance's dad says, um, we have to, Ellie. This has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Please open the door. 
Oh, for God's sake, Tom, open up, please. It's after me. Tom is going to get me. God in heaven, Tom. Oh, come on, we can't just sit here. We have to, Ellie. And I like that for a couple of reasons. Because, number one, they're letting you know you can't interfere with Pumpkinhead. It's a no-no. Everybody, it's a no. They they know what's going on. They know all about it. They are not allowed to intervene. Nope. Like the guy says at the end, uh, he has, he has these rules, you know. He mm-hmm. only kills those he's called upon to kill and those yeah. who get in its way. Yep. So, yeah. So, I like that for that reason. Because they know the story. They know what's going on. They're not allowed to interfere. So, they get that out of the way and let you know. Mm-hmm. They know, basically. So, I'm like, okay. Well, then I also thought of something that I once read. I think it was a meme or something. But the reason Pumpkinhead kills, okay? Now, that guy says something about, I didn't kill that girl. I just said I did. I didn't really do it. I'm innocent. Uh So they let you know, okay, this guy obviously did something he shouldn't have. Now he's probably being punished for it, maybe. They're dropping little yeah. hints about they're dropping little hints about what's going on. And I read on a meme once it said, "Be careful who you help; you might be interrupting their karma." <laughs> if they would have helped, if they would have helped him, they would have been interrupting his karma that yeah. he was getting. Yes, and that's what Pumpkinhead does. He goes after the bad guys, and if you and if you interfere with that, or if you help in any way. You're a part of it now. It's true. You're a part of it now. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to interrupt their karma. So, it's true. I liked it. I like that too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that, but it's true. And it's yeah. what the entire story is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's not as heavy as yours. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty heavy with that. One. <laughs> yes, mine is I forgot the characters' names. I forgot who who said it. It's not that I forgot their names. I just forgot who said it. Mm. It's when the guy and the girl are having a conversation in the beginning, kind of in the beginning. They've already arrived at their destination and are unloading the bikes and stuff and riding the bikes. And the guy says, got to admit, he's pretty good. And the girl says, he's a jerk. And he's like, yeah, but he's a talented jerk. And she's like, nah, he's just a jerk jerk. (laughs) Gotta admit, he's pretty good. He's a jerk. Yeah, but he's a talented jerk. Nah, he's just a jerk jerk. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. So I that's the first line that I thought about when I was thinking, what what I want my epic line to be. And I told you, I said, I think I found my epic line. That's the one I was referring to. There were a couple others I liked, but they weren't epic. Not nearly enough mm-hmm. for me. So I also, I really loved when Ed realizes what he's done and he goes back to Haggis and he's like, oh my God, you got to make a stop. And she says, no, sorry. And he says, God damn you. And she's like, he already has. Yeah. But 
kind of what the movie's about. That was to me. To me, that scene was a little over dramatized. Yeah. When he's like, "God damn you," and she's like, "He already has. He already has. He already." She says it like three times. You mm-hmm. get the point. <laughs> and then cackles. We get. It. Yeah. Right. Um. Acting. I thought the acting was pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think the little boy did good. Oh, he was um, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really so, need to, like, feel something. Like, yeah. you know, we all know I don't like children, but even I was like, no! Yeah. So, if that will get to me, then, you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely think that all the children in this movie did a good job for being mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Lance did a good job, and... I think Haggis could have been done better. Yeah, you think? Yeah. She doesn't play a very big role, though. No. And she's so dark. Like, she's so dimly lit. Yeah. Um, Her makeup was good, though. Her makeup was good. Mm-hmm. It really, really was. So that the little boy that you mentioned, his name mm-hmm. is Matthew Hurley. Okay. And he really hasn't done a whole lot since since this. He has hopped in and out of projects here and there. He okay. did a spoof on I Know What You Did Last Summer. It was called I Know What You Did Last Winter. Oh, my gosh. In 2005. Okay. He was in 1998's Wicked and 1997's Batman and Robin and a couple of other little extra roles playing a musician Mm -hmm. or whatnot. But no, I mean, I would really love to know more about, because I couldn't find out much about him online either. I would love to know more about what he's doing now. Yeah. And when, uh, before you watched it, I asked you, I said, I said, do you watch Blossom? Or did you? And you're like, yeah, a long time ago. So Blossom's in this. Were you able to pick her out? No, and I tried. Girl, I'm going to send you a screenshot. Well, she, she, there's no way she was one of the main characters. No, she was one of the kids. Kids, kids. She was young. Okay, see, that's why I didn't recognize it. Because I was expecting her to be one of, no. of the... Okay. No, she was one of the kids. And her biggest scene is... The taunting of little Billy. Okay, yeah. I but when you see it, you're going to go, oh my God. Like Henry did is like, yep. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sure. Right now. Oh, I'm sure. Once I see it, I'll be like, oh. Even though she was so young and she looked so young, she was not like a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, so she was, I would consider her more of a child than a teen. So. There were some others. Well, okay, I gotta talk about this. The dog. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, the dog in Gremlins. Oh, that's amazing! I know, right? That is so amazing. I loved that so much. So, Gypsy the dog played Mushroom in Gremlins. So, yeah, I just I had to I had to talk, shout out the dog real quick because you know, love me some dogs. Let's talk that. again about the fantastic Lance Hendrickson. All right. Mm-hmm. 
I've been a fan of his for a very, 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 very long time. I think probably the first time I saw him may have been in Piranha Part 2. Okay. Or Tales from the Crypt, because he did two episodes of that. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, obviously, we're going to be discussing when we do our Tales from the Crypt eventually. His episodes were in Season 2 and Season 3. And there were seven seasons of Tales from the Crypt. So, Mm -hmm. So that'll come on pretty early. I, uh, um, he also did a Hellraiser okay. called Hell World. It's not my least favorite Hellraiser. It probably falls in the middle for me. It's okay. It's an okay for a Hellraiser movie. Okay. Uh, what else do I have here? I really love him in Man's Best Friend. Did you ever get a chance to see that? Man's Best Friend. Man's it's about a dog. Which one is man's best friend? It's about a dog who's altered in a lab and then escapes and starts killing people. So very Cujo-esque. Yes, I have seen it. Did you? It has an Ali Sheedy in it. Did you like it? Yes, 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 yes. I, yes. I love that's that like movie. One of my, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I like I, that. I love that movie so mm-hmm. much. Uh-huh. Uh, Henry knows him best, of, co- of course, from like Aliens and Terminator and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And The Omen Part 2 is something that we we always watch often. So it's always on our screen somewhere. And another movie I want to do that he's also in is uh, called Madhouse. And I don't think, I told you about it, but I don't think you had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. He's, he's in that. And so is Leslie Jordan. Oh, wow. I know. So it, it's a fun, fun, fun movie. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, my least favorite Lance movie is the unofficial third installment to The Hills Have Eyes. It's not called The Hills Have Eyes. It is called Mind Ripper. And Yeah. And I had never heard of it until I listened to our boys at It's a Horror Podcast. They did a Hills Have Eyes episode where they talked about every one of them. Okay. And so they talked about Mind Ripper, and that was their shit pick. <laughs> they, they always have a shit pick, guys. That's okay. why they're fun. So they, all, they talk about their shit pick first. And they, they, to be fair, they warned me that it was a shit pick. <laughs> but they didn't like it. They hated it. And I watched it because I'm a rebel, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll like it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always under the the theory that you might not like something, but maybe I will. Yeah, yeah. And that's also why I usually don't read reviews on movies and things like that. Yeah, because I'll just I'll just watch it and find out for myself. Yes. Where other people I know, they're like, "Oh, that movie got bad reviews. I'm not going to go see it." No, I'm going to make my own decision. Half mm-hmm. of the time, I'm that I'm I'm wrong, and the reviewers are right, and I should listen. Make your <laughs> own untainted decision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Mind Ripper is a piece of shit for me, and I really hope that none of our listeners actually like it. Please tell me why you like this this movie, mm-hmm. if you like it. it's I can't even find anything to say about it. I'm lost for words. It's bad. It's really bad oh, wow. for me. I don't like it like at all. So, yeah, 
So that's my least favorite Lance movie. Do you have a least favorite Lance movie? <laughs> no, I'm not familiar enough with Lance. Okay. Well, we got to get you familiar because he's done some amazing, amazing things. Okay. We got, we got to, we got to get you as familiar with him as you are as with Robert England. Ha <laughs> I put him almost on the same level. Oh my God. I, I really do. Wow. As far as talent and body of work. Yeah, he doesn't have an iconic character like Freddy. Yeah. But he, as far as I'm concerned, is a master actor. Okay. So, and he doesn't just do horror. That's the thing. Now, Jeff East played Chris, and he did a movie in the 80s called Summer of Fear, and it was an adaptation from a Lois Duncan book, which I love. I don't know if you've ever read Lois Duncan as a kid. She wrote, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-mm. Yes. I did not. So they made a TV movie uh, that starred Linda Blair wow. off of this movie. And he was in that. He was also in a television show called First and Ten. Now, if you guys don't know, that is where John Kassir, our Crypt Keeper, started on that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also did. He started long before his TV career started. But he is free tales from the crypt. He's most known for First and Ten. Okay. Okay. So check it out, guys. It's, it's an entertaining show. It's about football. It's fun. <laughs> now, our actor who played Joel, our villain, if you don't consider Pumpkinhead the villain, then you have to consider Joel the villain because he's an asshole. All right? Yeah, he is. John DiAquino, he is most famous for Miller's Place and Sequest. I don't know Sequest. Oh, we talked about it, I think, in our Jaws episode. Somebody okay. in Jaws was in Sequest. That's the Jonathan Brandis uh, show. I think it was Jaws. In one of these episodes, we talked about Sequest. Anyway. And then he did the Robert England television show Nightmare Cafe as well. Did you ever see Nightmare Cafe? Nightmare Cafe. No. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. It I believe. interesting, though. It was, it's good. It's, I believe... Mick Garris was behind that project. But, I mean, it came out when Nightmare on Elm Street was, like, really, really popular. And so they were kind of capitalizing on the title Nightmare, which was kind of, like, whatever. But it was a decent show. It really was. So, Joel Hoffman played Steve. He's the one that stayed behind with Little Billy. Okay. He was in Slumber Party Massacre 2. I love Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. It's like the musical version of horror. It's oh so my great. God. The killer is playing an electric guitar, and there's a drill at the end, and he kills people with the drill as he's playing his music. It's awesome. I, I don't have words. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to take a video, and I'm going to send it to you when we're done here. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Christy really loves Slumber Party Massacre Part 2 as well. So... The guitar driller killer, he's my dude. All right. Our our Patreon supporter, John Morgan, he likes Slimmer Party Massacre Part 1 an awful lot, if I recall. Well, I really haven't seen them, but I think we discussed doing them, possibly. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to do them. So. We will definitely have to do them. Um, Maggie. The actress playing Maggie. Carrie Re- 
what, what, I can't even read my writing, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, I obviously was writing fast. Carrie Remsen. She hasn't done much, but she was in Ghoulies Part 2. So I like me some Ghoulies. She was in an episode of 90210, and we all know that I love me some of that. She was also an extra in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Her official credit is Girlfriend. I don't know whose girlfriend she was. <laughs> wow. Okay. The person playing the witch, Haggis, Florence Schuffler. She lived a very long time. She passed away in 2017 at 97 years old. Wow. And she hasn't done a whole lot, but she is most known for a problem child. Did you ever see that one? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. So she was in that. Hmm. Oh, this one's fun. Brian Bremer played Bunt, the kid that took Ed to Haggis. So Pumpkin Ahead was his first role. But he was also in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5, so we'll be talking about him when we do those. Okay. And I, this movie just keeps popping up in different forms to me. I told you about this crazy, weird, just weird movie called Society. Remember? I think so. I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, and I said, this ending is so weird. And I, I don't remember if I told you uh, what it was, so I'm not going to say it. But it was mm -hmm. just really bizarre. The ending I wasn't even expecting. And it actually had me going, oh, what? Gross. And I actually thought that I was going to have nightmares about it. I never think that about a movie, but I thought oh, that wow. for sure it was going to invade my dream. He was actually one of the main supporting leads in that. So this movie, Society, just after I saw it, it keeps popping up in different forms. This isn't the first time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Before two weeks ago, I didn't know nothing about it. And it's come up in some variation between actors or directors or something at least four times since. Buck Flower played Mr. Wallace, the guy who refused to mm -hmm. take Ed to Haggis. Mm -hmm. He's huge. He is huge in the horror community, okay. and as well as other movies. He did things like Back to the Future, Parts 1 and 2. He played the bum in that. But his horror stuff, oh my gosh. He did They Live. He did Wishmaster. Wow. Yeah. He did Warlock Part 2, Waxwork Part 2, 976 Evil Part 2. He had a Part 2 thing going on here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Puppet Master Part something. I don't remember which one. Uh, Cheerleader Camp. I love Cheerleader Camp. That one's fun. And The Fog. 1980s The Fog. The good one. Mm -hmm. He also is a writer. He wrote a horror film called Drive-In Massacre in 1976. Okay. Yeah, so check out um, Buck Flower. He's fun. He's the guy that that you see all the time, but you never know, knew who he was. He's yeah. that guy. He's that guy. Now, let's talk about our pumpkin head. Tom Woodruff Jr. <clears throat> and I told you he made a, a career playing creatures. He was the alien in Aliens. And okay. if you watch how Pumpkinhead and the alien walks, you can see it. 
right? Okay. He was in Leviathan, which Henry actually just watched a month ago. Tremors. And in all these, he's a creature. Okay. He was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Jumanji. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Alien versus Predator. And in Hollow Man, he played Isabel the Gorilla. Nice. So he plays all creatures. So if you've seen Hollow Man and you wonder how they do Isabel, that's him. <laughs> do you have anything else to add on our actors? No. Cool. So the music was composed by Richard Stone. The only thing that he's really, really known for is he did basically all, all reincarnations of Animaniacs. Did you have anything to say about music or just per usual? Just, nope, nothing to say. Nope, nope, nope. How about pacing? I liked it. It got right to the point. Yes, from the very first scene, right? Yes. Sets you up to know what you're about to watch, just like with Jaws. And this one is an interesting one when I start thinking about it. The ageability of it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, for me, and please correct me if I'm wrong or come, come with your own opinion. In one aspect, it looks like... An 80s movie, right? With the fashion. Yeah. On some people in the cars. But with another aspect for me, it's timeless. Because it wasn't completely dated. Whereas, for example, where did I write it down at? Ed's truck was such an old vintage truck that that could have been an any movie. Right? It's a, yeah, a 1963 true. Ford F-100. So, not including the fancy cars, if you're just looking at that, you can't date it. And looking at a lot of what the people were wearing, especially the locals, like Ed, his son, Mr. Wallace, and the Wallace kids, you couldn't tell because it was so rural that I bet they're wearing the exact same outfits in 2020. What yeah. about you? What, the aging? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're out in the desert. They're out in the country. There's obviously, it's poverty. You right, know. right. So, and there's not very many buildings. There's not a whole bunch of cars. I mean, could it be set right now in 2020? Possibly. But I'm thinking more of the 90s. It yeah. probably could have been done anytime between 1990 and 1999. Once you hit the thousands, you're kind of um, like, eh. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. Honestly, this is how I picture your town. <laughs> But that's not my town. <laughs> yeah, you probably have more people than they did. Does it look like that, that 
Ed and the Wallaces were the only ones around. Mm-hmm. Okay, story rating. What do you think the of it? story rating? Mm-hmm. I like the story. Yeah. Like I said, I really like the fact that he comes for people that did wrong things and you're not mm-hmm. allowed to interrupt him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like the fact that he, not only does he come for people who did wrong things, you're not allowed to interrupt, but he has to be sent. Yes. He has he's to not, be summoned. Yes, he's not just going to show up. Somebody has to cause this. So I liked that aspect of the story as well, because it really brought in the, the human factor. Somebody, an actual person, has to cause this to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, our twist, when the witch buries Ed, you find out that he's going to be the next pumpkin head because she's burying him in the pumpkin patch. And then you see that it's Ed because he's wearing the necklace, which I mentioned earlier. Did you have anything else you wanted to add for twist-wise? No. No? Um, Well, there was the twist. There was, I mean, I wouldn't say it was really a twist, but whenever Lance changes his mind. Yeah. You know. I I, I I, love that moment, too, because it's such a human moment. Yeah. He did this in the heat of anger and sadness and grief. And then once he realizes, he's like, well, shit, fuck me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love that aspect of it. You you actually, you felt, you felt for him because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he's not he's a bad like, guy. Not- yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's not a bad guy. He just made a mistake. He didn't fully understand what he was doing because he was so blinded by his grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about uh should we cover everything besides fun facts before we get on to the movie rating? Mm, I think we covered everything, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what you gonna give this one? For this movie rating I have to be a little stingy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it like a solid seven. Okay. That's what sits right right with me. Because right. I couldn't find... there. I couldn't find, you know, there wasn't many things I liked. Like you said, you watched it and you're like, what? I don't... Like, <laughs> I don't... What's, what's there to like? Right. Um, <laughs> it is a cult... It is, a, it is like a cult classic. It has a little bit of a following... Like I said, I got two pumpkin head things signed by Lance. I mean, I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't. There's just not a lot to say about it. You know? Yeah. There just isn't. It's simple. Yeah. It's a simple revenge story. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Seven is fair. I am going to actually go a little bit more stingy than you, shockingly. Oh. And this movie was my pick, guys. It was my idea. And like I said, when I started watching it, I was like, why do I like it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I realized, and we've had this conversation uh, earlier today, I realized that I like this movie a lot, but 
I mean, probably a very unpopular opinion is I like part two more. And I, I can't for the life of me remember it. And I always have. Wow. I think. Part two may have been the first one I saw. I mean, I want to say that maybe possibly it was actually the first one. So maybe that. So it's a very different story. Part two is, I think it was aimed more towards like maybe a teenage audience and had more of that kind of aspect in it. Whereas this one was more of an adult theme. Part two felt more bubblegum. This one felt more mm -hmm. serious. It's like the difference of, you know, a Nightmare on Elm Street part four to a Nightmare on Elm Street part one. Yeah. If you, does that make any sense? Yeah. So, I think my love for this movie is my love for actually part two. So, I'm going to give this one six dolls. Okay. Six dolls. I get that. Six dolls and a pumpkin head. <laughs> six dolls and a pumpkin head. Uh-huh. <laughs> or if I want to get Halloween-y, six dolls and a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> okay, I got some fun facts. Okay. Okay. So, to show you what an artist, Lance, is, he, this is his decision, is my understanding, he wore dentures to make his teeth look more rural. Okay. So, I mean, if you look at, once I've watched this, or read that, I saw that the front, his front teeth were a little bucked and one was chipped terribly. Mm. So that made sense. When I read them, I'm like, okay, I get it. He also, again, I read these things on the internet, so they could be false, but I didn't find anything disputing it. The coins that he took to Haggis... He mm -hmm. apparently went around and found old coins from pawn shops. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, which is why I'm mentioning it, even though, I mean, it made me go, come on, really? But he has said, as written on IMDb, that he found coins. I'm going to, if I ever attend a panel that he's on, I'm going to ask that. That's going to be my question. Yeah, so he he found the coins himself, and, you know, he drops them on the floor, and he says that they're still in the floorboards of that shack. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Haggis's costume weighed 65 pounds, guys. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it looked really hot while they were filming. I hope it wasn't as hot as it actually looked, but if it was that hot, she must have been dying. Yeah. I got some car fun facts here because you know I love me some cars. Steve's truck is a 1985 GMC K1500. I already talked about Joel's 86 Corvette. And Ed's truck, the dirt bikes were, the orange one was a 1983 Honda CR250. And the green one, my dad had one of these. I don't know the exact year, but he had a Kawasaki, and I think it looked the same. So it may have been the KX250 as well. 
and that was 1985 year. But I that really looked like one of the bikes in his garage. So Ed's shotgun is a Stevens model, 250 620. And let's see what else I got. Oh, this was fun. None of the films, like I said, there has been four to my knowledge, show what happens when Pumpkinhead fully completes his task. Because, spoiler alert, as the summoners have all died before their revenge is complete. So what do you think would happen if Pumpkinhead completed? Tori? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah. I'm just making sure I didn't lose you. No, I'm here. Yeah, if you guys don't know, sometimes her audio drops out and she's still connected to the call, but and she's yeah. talking, but I can't hear her, so I never know if she's yeah. talking and I can't hear her or if she's just contemplating. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's, that's food for thought. What do you think would happen if he actually completed everything he was supposed to do? The world would be a better place. Well, yeah, that too. Wow. <laughs> the Misfits, the band, released yeah. a song titled Pumpkinhead, and that was released in 1999. Nice. Uh-huh. This is fun. I'm sure your boyfriend would know this. The cabin that the teens stay at was the cabin used by the Jarvis family in Friday the 13th Part 4 in Topanga Canyon. Okay, cool. Yeah. And when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is that is it. So, yeah, your fellow probably already knows that one. They made specific pumpkin head, like, head casts. And I said this earlier, to specifically use Lance's more prominent facial features, such as his brow line and his jawline. So if you watch the movie again, you can see the creature sort of morph into Lance. Okay. Physically. Yeah. This movie grossed $4.3 in the United States. Not a lot. It was released under a different name. The actual title that it was released under in theaters was Vengeance, the Demon. Okay. Yeah. I guess maybe they changed it for the video, like Tix did, maybe. Um, Lance Hendrickson is actually ashamed of the two sequels that he did. He apparently had a parts in parts three and four. And this is his quote. Those films were so shitty. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. He is horribly ashamed of this. There was a story I read online the, of an interview with him. And mm -hmm. he said that he was supposed to do like, a Q&A panel after a screening of one of those. Mm -hmm. And he snuck out because he really didn't want to talk about it. Wow. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much he did not want to speak about this movie. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, I told you I said part two is my favorite. That one is titled Blood Wings, right? Yeah. So there was a video game released in 1995. That's two years after Blood Wings, the movie came out. And that was titled Blood Wings, Pumpkinhead's Revenge. What system was it on, do you know? I don't know because I wasn't really a gamer. Okay. But, I mean, it sounds like something Nintendo would put out. <laughs> 
because I'm definitely interested. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. I'm an old school gamer. I don't I don't like the new stuff. No, that game, I mean, I read it online when I was looking it up. The game did not, it failed. It flopped. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe mm. the pumpkin head craze for that time had already died out. No one cared mm-hmm. anymore. Right. Maybe if they released it, maybe perhaps in 1990, when it was, this had only been out for two years, maybe it would have done better. Maybe. Yeah. So, so it's rarer than I bet. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's hard to find. I'm trying to find... Who did it? Okay, guys, I told you I'm not a gamer, so I don't speak gamer. The DOS system. What's DOS? DOS? I have no idea. Okay. It's Microsoft DOS. I know... Sorry, not the chat. Thank in. you. No, Jesse, I was about to actually call on you. I was, was going to beg you to jump on because I know you game. Yeah, um, I've not played this, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's DOS. So basically, it was very old school uh, in the early Windows uh, era. So um, yeah, ninety five Electronic Arts is the uh, publisher, and um, yeah, I've not I've not actually heard of this game, but yeah, that's that's where it uh, was. So. No, like I said, it, it flopped. It was been, no, no one, no one liked it. So, well, especially not. if it was on the computer. I mean, right? Yeah, they should have definitely made it for an actual system. It probably would have done better, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. I was actually about to say your name right when you jumped on. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's like you guys are drowning here in the like. What is this game? I'm like, I'll, I'll no, I'll look it up. but it's I know funny. Jesse does his game thing, so. He's the most game savvy person here, I'm sure. Well, maybe out yeah, of the so three of thank us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. Um, and I think that's all for my fun facts. Yeah, I've said everything except for one of the notes that I wrote, just random notes. Okay. <laughs> you remember when he's going to kill one of the kids? This is towards the end of his freak. And Guy's getting ready to, to drive off on his motorcycle. And Pumpkinhead holds his bike chain up. Do you remember that? I probably was not paying attention. Yeah, so, I mean, I probably just noticed this simply because, like I said, I grew up on the back of a motorcycle. But Pumpkinhead yeah. smiles at the dude and oh, wow. holds up his bike chain. He took the bike chain off the bike. Pumpkinhead awesome. is actually quite smart and good with mechanics, apparently. That's amazing. Yes, he took the chin off and then he smiled at him in his, like, ha-ha smile. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote, I said, Pumpkinhead took dude's bike chain. That's just rude and disrespectful, yo. Whatever. <laughs> it's just wrong. You don't mess with someone's bike, yo. Nope, 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 nope. So... Uh, what do you think? Should I read the full Pumpkinhead um, poem? Definitely. Okay. So, this is the poem in its entirety. Like I said, they only do the first last four lines in the movie. But it is, Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone. But in some dreadful fashion, vengeance he considers fun and plans it with a passion 
Time will not erase or bolt a plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard, won't protect you in your bed, nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Applause, applause, please, applause. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually quite impressed with myself that I didn't like stumble over my words because I Jesse, always ask do. Jesse, applause. Don't worry, I got it. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I didn't hear you. You broke up. <laughs> I told Jesse to add some applause. Add some applause. Yes, applause, applause. Okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm impressed with myself that I didn't stumble over my words when I read that because I always stumble over my words when reading. All right. Anything else to add on Pumpkinhead before we shout out? No, I don't think so. Cool. All right. Um, shout outs. Jason Shepard, who did our fantastic logo. I've mm-hmm. actually been looking at our logo a lot lately because I've been looking at our merch, trying to figure out what we should order to sell, oh, yeah. and, to sell and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I've been looking at the logo a lot, and I'm just like, damn, this is so cute. <laughs> yes. So Jason Shepard, we love you so much. Thank you. We got John Morgan, our Patreon supporter. Hopefully by this, by the time this comes out, we will have some fun perks for Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. But for right now, we got nothing, but we will have something soon, I promise. Um, Wes and Kevin, I mentioned them earlier, our mentors from It's a Horror Podcast. Check out their show and check out the Hills Have Eyes episode. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Christy Adams in Nightmare Toys in Las Vegas. Yep. She's about to have her grand opening of her store. And we are like our, our her official grand opening. She's been open for a few weeks, but the official official grand opening where yeah. there's like a party and stuff. Yeah. So she's about to have that. And I'm really excited for her. And I'm trying to make it so that I can get there. And that would be awesome. And Jesse, Alexa, yeah. our video game expert Top. and producer. <laughs> Alexa's always there when we need him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we love and adore you. And as of today, we just heard uh, what the work he's done for us for our Jaws episode. And I laughed out loud. My husband said, shut up, and laughed out loud. And, Tor, you said you laughed out loud, too. hmm <laughs> Thank you for everything you do. We love you so much. Oh, yes. Likewise, right, right back at you. And, uh, yeah, so by the time you're listening to this, you'll have heard the uh, Jaws episode, because that'll be coming out in, what, 
four days. Five days, four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's currently June 29th. It'll come out on the third for the Fourth of July um, edition. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to work on. Um, took me took me all day yesterday to do, but that's <laughs> it's not for anything more than just the fact that it was. I put a little bit more care into it than I normally do because it's Jaws. It's iconic, and um, I it just... needs the care. It really does. <laughs> and it, it was it. it was one of our longest episodes too. Let's be clear yeah. here. That was a oh the episode gosh. is uh, over two and a half hours long. So it's uh, we're we're getting into Peter Jackson territory as far as the length. So, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Un- uncut director's edition Lord of the Rings territory. <laughs> I blame my husband for talking so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm just joking, but it was really fun to have my husband Henry on and it was very cute because afterwards he's like, "Babe, did I mess up?" Oh. <laughs> I know, I'm like, "No. Why why give me that?" No. I said, "You got off on a little tangent every now and then, but that's fine. That's what we do too." <laughs> that's literally what this show is. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. It really really is. Um. Uh, anyone else you want to shout out, Miss Corey? I don't think so. I think you covered it. Yeah, and of course we want to also give one last shout out to Brian String and Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. Check them out; they're a fun group of people. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hopefully get to meet all those people in person one day because they just seem like fun people to hang out with. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited to talk to them more and hang out with them in the future at cons and do some team things with our shows. We're going to team up a little bit. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. So Saturday night at the movies, check them out. Mm -hmm. So what do we got? Um, If the convention isn't canceled. Mm-hmm. We have Days of the Dead Indianapolis coming out mm-hmm. pretty soon. Coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I'm so excited to see you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I hope it doesn't get canceled. But even if it does, you're still coming. I'm so. still coming. Like I said, I mean, I'm slightly worried it's going to get canceled, but I talked to the people. And they just like, well, Indiana's on schedule for opening by July 4th. They're right on schedule. So, I mean, who knows? Our conventions in Chicago got canceled. Yeah. And those aren't until August. Right. So, yeah. yeah, But looks like Days Indy is going to happen. They invited us to talk at their tattoo competition and, and their special effects and their special effects competition mm-hmm. which is so so cool are you ready for that i'm not ready for that i'm so nervous i'm so nervous but i'm I, honored like yeah, I, didn't, I don't i don't do good in front of people it's gonna be fine we'll have to rehearse <laughs> you can talk i'm not talking girl <laughs> <laughs> they you have to because they come to see you oh, <laughs> no you're the one man you're the one <laughs> Well, and we were invited by one of my friends that worked yeah. for Days of the Dead. Right. Yeah. But he talked to you about it, though. Well, but it was on my post, but... Yeah, he it was on, come to no, me. It was actually on... The, does he know? Does he know it's you? Yeah. 
Okay. It's just making sure. But, I mean, I'm the one who made the post. Maybe he didn't know that we were coming either. No, he, he just... knows. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm really excited about that. I've never done anything like that. It's an honor mm-hmm. to be asked to say anything in front of yeah, anybody. Yeah, at any convention. Right. It is a yeah. huge honor. I'm like, what? So yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be neat. Uh, we will be handing out some Dolls of Horror pens, writing pens and stuff. They're really good pens, guys. You're going to love them. So if you see us roaming the halls at the convention, stop us and get some pens and stuff. Because yeah. we want to say hi, take pictures. We want to we get rid of these pens. They're in my living room right now. <laughs> because all of our conventions have been canceled. <laughs> But I've been sending them, mailing them to my friends too. So, but they're really good pens. I've actually given them away to some people, and I said, "Test this out. Tell me how it writes." And they all say that it writes really, really well. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, but that's that's what we got coming up pretty soon. Is Days of the Dead Indianapolis? If it happens, and if it doesn't happen, then Tori and I are just going to hole up in the hotel room and podcast, yeah, <laughs> and do Facebook Live and TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Follow Tori on TikTok at, what was it again? Meme Scream Queen 84. All one word, right? No underscore or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's all, it's all ran together, all lowercase. Yeah. She's got some fun stuff. Henry checked it out, and he's like, that one's my favorite. That, that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand some of the references. Like, he didn't understand the Leslie Jordan one, because he's mm-hmm. not really on social media. So he doesn't get it. He doesn't know the saying but yeah anyway oh did you see leslie jordan has ringtones now oh my gosh that's amazing there's like five or six ringtones and one of them is the whale shit ringtone and i think i'm gonna buy it (laughs) just because i don't know why i don't really use ringtones because i keep my phone on silent all time but i think it would be hilarious to be maybe standing in the grocery store and have that come out of my phone right <laughs> it'll have to be my text tone because nobody calls me because they know i never answer that's funny <laughs> anyways check out the leslie jordan ringtones they're so fun <laughs> all right um i don't have anything else to say are you done do you have anything no i'm done cool well, guys, thanks for sticking with us through Pumpkinhead. Of course, at some point, we're going to be doing Pumpkinhead Part 2 because I just mm-hmm. love that movie so much. I know it's not a popular movie, and I know probably a lot of people actually are like, are you fucking crazy? Woman, that movie's shit. Don't care. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fight I hope I hope I have more things to say. <laughs> you better. I'm really surprised. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be doing that one soon. And we got a few more summer movies coming up for you guys before we head into our fall movies. So stay tuned for those. And with that, I'm Summer. And I'm Tori. And this has been the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I just want to use your truck, okay? Please. Get off my land. Don't make me have to shoot you. Please. We just need your help. I can't help you. Folks, he's marked. If you don't help, then I'll do it myself. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. You'll fail it, Ollie. You'll fail and you'll die, too. Then I'll die. Then I'll die. And pay the final price. All the sooner. God help you. God damn you. He already has some. Yeah, so that's, that's food for thought. What do you think would happen if he actually completed everything he was supposed to do? The world would be a better place. Well, yeah, that too. Uh-huh. <laughs>